Welcome to the Paragon Dental Transitions Podcast. In this podcast, we will be discussing relevant issues in both dentistry and dental transitions. This podcast is geared for all dentists, including practice owners, associates, and dental students. In each episode, we will feature guest experts from around the country to help provide you the most current information and answer your most pressing questions. Hi, everyone, and welcome. I'm Amanda, a consultant with Paragon. In this episode, we're going to unpack a buyer's experience. My accomplished guest today has a passion for professional growth and learning. He began his education at Louisiana Tech University, graduating in 2005, and he graduated from Louisiana State University School of Dentistry in 2013 with the Academy of General Dentistry Senior Dental Student Award and an award from the Association for Public Health Dentistry for his volunteer dental work while a dental student. Then in 2019, he obtained fellowship in the Academy of General Dentistry and is currently a PhD candidate in molecular sciences and nanotechnology with emphasis on bone tissue engineering and dental implant surface coatings. Join me in welcoming Dr. Patrick McGee from Monroe, Louisiana. Hi, Dr. McGee. How are you? I'm doing good, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Well, you've got quite a bio. Is there an achievement that you are most proud of? Yeah, my uh, my. First, um, first, I would say is uh, when I was in dental school, I was always planning on trying to get a fellowship in the HED, and so I was happy when I was able to get that. And hopefully, one day, maybe I can get a mastership at some point. Um, and of course, being able to go to grad school and work toward a PhD is something I'm happy that I'm able to do. Um, but non-professionally, I know we'll get to this at some point, but um, just being able to own a practice and employ people and help them, um, you know, provide for their family and provide benefits for their family uh, is something that I'm, I think, even more proud of than those would be just, you know, helping other people um, support themselves. I'm, I'm very proud of being able to do that. Well, tell us your story. What was life like before you purchased a practice? So uh, my, uh, I was involved in two associateships before I purchased my practice. Um, so I graduated dental school on a Thursday, May 16th, 2013. And on a Monday, May 20th, the following Monday, I started my first associateship. I went straight to work. And um, it lasted about three months. I was supposed to purchase this practice. I'd had two doctors. One was retiring, and I was supposed to purchase uh, the doctor who was retiring, purchase his house. And uh, the contract was kind of very haphazardly thrown together. There's no formal appraisal, no... um, uh, no formal consultation with 
anyone. It was just kind of, here's what I want for the practice. Here's how much money I made. This is what I want. You know, take it or leave it. And um, it, I just, after about three months there, I kind of was getting close to, to, to signing the papers on, on buying the, the, the practice or the, at least the half of the practice. And uh, I just kind of started getting cold feet. It didn't feel right. I, I had reservations about the, you know, the, the cost of the practice, the model, the pre- business model of the practice. And um, I just kind of decided that it probably wasn't a good investment. Uh, and I wasn't making enough money to really support things, especially for someone right out of dental school who has a high debt load, you know, student loans, and you just buy a house and um, all, all the things that go along with being a new grad, you got to make a little bit of money to, to support yourself and family. So um, I kind of decided that's probably not a good thing to to jump into. So um, after that, started my second associateship, and it was actually, you know, the complete opposite of that. Uh, it was very busy practice high production, high volume. Um, it was uh, uh, two other doctors in the practice, and I was the third. And they had multiple locations, all r- a little rural towns throughout Louisiana or north Louisiana. And um, so, you know, I got to bounce around in a couple different offices in that group. And, and like I said, I made lots of money. It was it was probably a great gig for an associate. Um, but you know, I eventually decided there that I, I just needed to um, do my own thing. I just kind of got disillusioned with uh, the the associate lifestyle and said, well, I think I'd just be better served if I bought my own practice. So that's yeah. what I ended well, up doing. You know, you know, it's been said that no one gets to their destination without knowing how to get there. So how did you come to learn about Paragon? Okay, well, so I guess going back to my my previous point, um, to expound on that, when I was at my second associateship, um, the plan there was also, just like my first one, to eventually buy in and, um, you know, be a partner in in the group. So um, what what happened was... uh, when in my second associateship, when it was time for me to purchase the practice or start the process of buying in, uh, the company that was, or the the uh, consulting group that was representing them and appraising the practices and, and coming up with all the demographics and the, the values and all the stuff that goes into buying a practice, um, they um, we went out there to to meet them and you know, have a formal meeting and all this kind of stuff. And so I, I, through the meeting up front, they said, you know, I only have to disclose that we're not representing you. We're only representing the sellers. And, um, you know, just you just have to know that. And I said, okay, well, that's that's fine, I guess. So throughout the meeting, everything seemed fair as far as numbers and values and things like that. And um, But at the end of the meeting, I had to leave. And they had a private meeting with the sellers. And um, that 
kind of, I didn't appreciate that really. And so after that meeting, you know, we went back to work for the next few months and things just kind of didn't really progress like I was hoping they would and kind of got frustrated with the way things were going. And like I said, at that point, I was kind of thinking, you know, I just, I feel like I need to just do my own thing and buy my own pra- buy my own place and practice by myself. And so, um, you know, as I was getting frustrated with the way things were going there, I just Googled uh, dental practice for sale Louisiana, and Paragon was one of the first um, listings, one of the first search results. And that kind of reminded me, I remember when I was in dental school, we had some, you know, senior dental students, you know, we have, you know, every month or so, they'll have like different companies come around and talk to us and and um, tell us what they do. And I remember Paragon coming to school at, at one time. Um, but I remember thinking, no, I'm, I'm not going to a, I'm not buying my own practice. I'm going, where, I know where I'm going and I'm not really interested in what they have to say. Um, but anyway, at that time, once I Googled that, I remembered them and um, went started looking through practices for sale for Louisiana on, on the website and, um, you know, rest is history. Mm, that sounds great. So what do you think other dentists should know about Paragon? Well, to me, one of the most important things, like I said, when I was with the second associateship, that uh, consulting group, they were only representing the sellers which is a great if you're a seller, but it's not good if you're the buyer. And so the most important thing to me with Paragon is their dual representation. They represent buyer and seller equally. I mean, he's uh, Paragon is not going to do anything that's more beneficial to the buyer, more beneficial to the seller. They're working for the common good of both. And uh, there's not any secrecy there's no closed door meetings that you don't know about it's just all very open very honest very transparent and every both sides know exactly what's what's taking place and another thing that i was that i would probably say people need to know about is just how easy it is to work with paragon they had they basically do all the legwork for you i mean you don't have to, you know, look at numbers yourself. You don't have to negotiate anything with the buyer. I'm sorry, with the seller, uh, or the seller doesn't have to negotiate with the buyer. I mean, Paragon does all that. They draw up all the legal work for you. They, I mean, they just take care of everything for you, and it made it super, super easy and as stress-free as it could possibly get. And the Another thing that I, I liked and I think would probably help people to know about would be when they come up with the, the market value for the practice, it's, it's almost in a good way. It may not sound good, but it, it really is good. It's, it's just the value is the value. There's not, um, there's not a, well, I don't like this. Can we work on this cost? Can we change this? Can we... Um, 
you know, can we change the value of this? I don't want to pay this much for the chairs, or I don't think the patient population is worth this much. Whatever the case may be, they've done it so much, and they know, you know, out of thousands of practices sold throughout the years, they know what they know, and the numbers and the values they put on things are right. And it's just, it's very, very simple, very easy, very straightforward. Well, let's talk more about that process. What was most surprising mm-hmm. about the purchasing process? Uh, yeah, I, I would, it's still, I, I, you know, I'm just so still to this day, I, I kind of can't get over how easy it was. And um, I, it was really easier than buying a home. You know, I've bought a couple homes through the years, you know, moved since I've been out of school. And buying a dental practice was easier than buying these homes. I mean, we didn't, there was none of these inspections and going and doing this. And all, it was just the, you know, the consultant did all the work for you. Um, you know, you just look at the numbers and, and decide, is it good for you? Is it not good for you? And um, the simplicity of the whole process was what what I was probably the most surprised about. And, you know, it's if, if you just use a little bit of common sense throughout it and, you know, you're reasonable, it's there's no there's no trickery. There's no games that's played. It's just, like I said, straightforward and easy. Well, how would you say the purchasing process has changed you? I, the biggest thing I would say that's changed me is my maturity has definitely increased. I've matured very much as a as a person um, since buying a practice. And when I, you know, I graduated, I was 26 years old. And practiced for a few years and as, as an associate, bought a practice at 28, and I'm 33 now, so naturally from 33 to 26, I'm going to mature naturally. But as an associate, you're kind of very focused on yourself. You know, every associate wants their schedule full, and they want to do all the fun procedures and the productive procedures and this, that, and the other. And when that doesn't work out, you know, you get all – you get angry, you get resentful, you get selfish, and me, 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 I I wanted to do that, you know, and you're just very self-absorbed and only caring about yourself. And when you buy a practice, and as you become, the longer you are a practice owner, you're very much forced to think about other people. And, you know, you're forced to think about you know, outside of patients, that's, of course, everybody, you have to think about that, even if you are an associate, you have to do what's best for them. But as an owner, you have to, you know, think about your staff. You have to manage your staff. You have to um, worry about your staff's family because as an owner, you you get a lot of people's outside personal life issues that can come to work or they may have, um, you know, financial problems or just anything that that goes on in their personal life, you kind of have to manage that at work and you have to, you know, 
care about them and to have a good staff that, that you can retain and that enjoys working for you and that you enjoy working with, you have to be compassionate and care about them. And thankfully, you know, I do have a great staff. Um, but that would probably be my biggest change as a person is mm-hmm. maturing and caring about things other than myself. Mm-hmm. Well, what's a common myth about purchasing a practice, and can you debunk it? So one of the reasons I was kind of hesitant to even go through, I mean, outside, like I said, I was um, disillusioned with my associateship, so I was ready to buy a practice, but I was at the same time I was kind of scared to go that route because the first thing, and that is I was expecting it to be really expensive, and in in sense, it is expensive because you're having to buy a practice, just like buying a home or you know buying any big piece of property. But there's, I was expecting lots of money up front. You know, you got to put hundreds of thousands down, or you know, fifty thousand down, whatever the case may be. And I was very happy to know that that's not the case. I mean, there's 100% financing available. And, um, you know, so they make the cost and the the financial side of things extremely manageable for someone who's fresh out of an associateship or even fresh out of dental school if you wanted to go that route. Um, You know, it's very affordable. It's as affordable as you want it to be. And um, um, so that, that was important to me. And another thing I was always told is when I was an associate that, you know, well, dentistry's go into a, a group practice and dentistry's go into corporate offices and, you know, solo practitioners are, are a dying breed. And um, you, you, have, you can't be successful as a solo practitioner. And that's just simply not true. I've, like I said, been a practice owner for five years and each year, I, I, you know, my practice just continues to grow and uh, financially and with patients and new patients and all that all those things and it's just um not true at all that you you can't make a living and be successful as a solo practice owner um Mm -hmm. so those are probably two things that i was always told and had in my mind that you know definitely not true Mm -hmm. well what's your favorite memory uh through the purchasing process well, I remember, this may not be so much the purchasing process, but right after the purchasing process was my first day in the office, and I walk in and, you know, see the staff, and the phone starts ringing, and I hear the the the, the upfront staff say, answer the phone and say, good morning, Dr. McGee's office. Um well, I loved hearing that because I never heard that before. Everything else where I was at, was, you know, never heard that. So um, that was awesome hearing that for the first time. And just being able to, you know, say, design my own logo and design my website and just come up with my own systems and, and protocols and things like that for my practice within the first few days, how I wanted to do things. Um that was just so, you know, I still love that about it. And But that was probably my the favorite thing about the whole process is that first day walking in, um, hearing that, 
I don't think I'll ever forget that. Yeah, it's definitely a proud moment. Well, how would you define yeah. dental practice success? How would you define uh, practice success? Well, um, you know, I know the success is probably defined differently by, you know, every, everybody would define it differently. But for me, uh, you know, because dentistry is so variable, you know, there's so many different aspects to general practice at least, you know, you can be really interested in certain procedures or certain, um, you know, well, procedures, certain treatments, whatever, whether it be cosmetic dentistry or implants like I am or oral surgery kind of like I am or, you know, if you want to focus on TMJ and bite issues, occlusion, all that, you know, whatever your interest is, you can hone in on that and if you can hone in on what you what you love and be good at what you love and provide good treatments to patients um i think that's you know it's hard to argue with that being considered successful and probably second maybe just as as much as important if not more important than that would be um, having patients trust you, developing trust with patients, or patients developing trust with you, I should say, and just having, you know, patients, when you tell them they need something, they trust you, they trust you to do it, they trust what you say, and, um, you know, having kind of maybe even layered on top of that is having a staff that trusts you and having a staff that they know if you tell a patient something that it's right and it's the best treatment option. And, and you know, I, I think having the trust of your patients, your staff, and, you know, mix that in with being able to do the procedures that you like and do them well, um, I, that to me that's my definition of success. I, don't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. put a number on it, you know, like it's a million-dollar practice or it's a, 1.5 or a 750, you know, I, I try not to look at things like, well, I'm making this much money, so I'm successful. I think it goes beyond that. I think you can have those other things that I just said, you know, the the patient trust, the mm-hmm. uh, staff trust, the and, and do the procedures that you love and you're good at. Um, I think all the, the financial aspect follows. Right. Well, the financial benchmarks are important nonetheless when you think about if you were considering purchasing a practice at that point before you have the experience that you had, um, the financial benchmark is important. So since you've been Absolutely. in practice for about five years now, can you tell me um, how was your growth? Did you match the uh, financial pattern that Paragon laid for you through the years? Did you um, have, did you struggle with that? Was that a challenge? How was your financial growth? Yeah, so um, my first full year, so 2015 was our transition year. Uh, he worked right. up until September of that year, and then I saw us basically work October, November, December, so we're not, we won't count 15, but the last year that he was fully in the practice, 2014 to my first full year, 2016, I guess. Um, I think I increased production about 
production collections about two hundred fifty thousand, and um, have been steadily increasing ever since. And I remember speaking to my um, Paragon consultant. Uh, I still speak to him, even though I'm not buying a practice anymore. I still speak to him, you know, a few times a year, just catching up. Um, we've gotten to be friends through this whole process, but regardless, I've you know, speak to him every now and again, and he asked me how things are going, how's the practice doing, all this stuff. And, um, you know, when you – just a bit off subject, but whenever you buy a practice, you know, Paragon kind of gives you estimates what you might do every – for the first 10 years. And so he asked right. me, how's, how's your, how was your year um, – this was after the 2016, my first year, full year. He said, how'd you do? And I told him. And he looked through the numbers. He said, well – your first full year, you are at year nine of what we expected you to do. So I, I, I did pretty well. Uh, the practice grew considerably, and um, so yeah, it, it, the the growth and financials have been good. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you do to uh, help that grow? Did you change something that the seller was doing? Uh, what what did you do different? Yeah, so. The uh, seller, when he sold, I, I think he was in his late 60s, mid to late 60s. So um, he he was, you know, did not work as much. He took a lot of time off and vacationing and, and things like that, traveling. So naturally, me being 28, um, I'm working a lot more. I have, um, you know, more days in the office. So that's going to help right off the bat. Uh, but secondly was I did a lot of procedures that he didn't do, uh, namely implant surgery, uh, oral surgery procedures. So he didn't place implants. I, I did a lot of implants and pretty much started those right off the bat. Uh, within the first few weeks of being there, I was already placing implants and treatment planning them and things like that, uh, doing a lot of bone grafting and uh, wisdom teeth removal and, and things like that. So that added, um, that added uh, you know, a large amount of, of revenue right off the bat. Well, that sounds great. So, you know, what would you say would your next step be? What is your next step in your dental career? Yeah, so um, um, this is, I guess, a good problem to have, but I've kind of grown to the point to where uh, my practice has thrived and and high patient flow and um, high patient volume that I really need a partner, and um, mm-hmm. one of my I've got a one of my best friends from dental school. I'm trying to convince him to to move to town and let us be partners, and um, um, you know, join up with me and 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 try to try to do do some stuff together. But he's not committed yet. Hopefully, one day I can I can wear him down and, and convince him to to move this way. But um, if he does, I would love that, and hopefully if he does, we can maybe have some uh, multiple practices or have a little satellite office in a, in a rural town. I'd love to get back to doing some rural dentistry. That was a yeah. great experience when I was there. Um, so it sounds but, like uh, this practice is the seed, and you plan to grow. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I, I've, Definitely. I've always uh, thought if you're not growing, you're dying. So, yeah, I'd, I want to keep right. growing and keep keep doing bigger things. Great. Well, thank you, Dr. McGee, for sharing your experience with us. I wish you the very best in your future endeavors.
And thank you all for joining me in unpacking a buyer's experience. Become a member of our Facebook group where you can post comments and ask questions regarding this and all our episodes. If you would like to speak with your local consultant, please call our toll-free number 866-898-1867 or visit our website paragon.us.com. You will find current listings and free resources. Be well, be safe, and be kind.